unsurpassed sage, Sri Ramana Maharishi. has revealed that self-realization is actually a myth. Who is there to realize the self? Self is all that is. And has the self ever been unrealized? Doesn't the self already always realize itself? So self-realization doesn't actually happen. It's an expedient fiction. Let's take a few analogies. What does a church spire signify? Why do churches have spires? Yes, it's about aspiration, but what it really signifies on the esoteric plane is the shooting up of Kundalini. This is an experience many yogis have. But who is witnessing the Kundalini shooting up and creating the sparks, the fire of yoga, the bliss. Often it's accompanied by the eyes starting to twitter and they go back in your head and one's in a trance. But who's observing all of this? To the observer, nothing happens. It's an event only for the illusory ego because to whom it occurs, once it occurs, that person's gone. They've dissolved. They've been realized as an illusion. So whose kundalini was it? Take another example. If you have mold on your walls or some other surface in your house, you'll probably want to scrub it off. Well, the ego is kind of like a mold, isn't it? Growing on the surface of the self. Kind of a poisonous mold, for that matter. And so people scrub it off, and then what's left is pure self, pure awareness. But to that pure awareness, is there a wall? Was there ever a surface to the self? for any mold to grow on. That's an illusion only held by the illusory mold itself, which was never real. This is analogous to the story of Wei Neng, the famous sixth patriarch of the Chan dynasty in China. You'll probably all know the story. He was kind of a non-entity in their ashram, wasn't even allowed to participate in classes, but the uh, fifth patriarch was about to retire, and he needed to hand on the lineage 
So he said, uh, whoever writes the most accurate Zen poem will be named my successor. So, of course, no one wants to challenge the chief disciple that everybody thinks is going to get it. And he writes something to the effect that the self is the eternal mirror and we must constantly polish the mirror with our pure life and wipe all the dust off through meditation. Well, we now pass by this poem written on the wall of the monastery and he wrote next to it something to the effect that you're nuts. There's no mirror. There's no dust. There's nothing for the mirror to hang on. Nothing ever was. And of course, we know who received the transmission. So if you believe you're an ego waiting for some magical kundalini experience to happen, either you can wait for a long time or if you think it's happening to you, the kundalini will come right down again because that you is the illusion that the energy rise is meant to dispel. But it doesn't happen in time or space because that's part of the illusion. So nothing happens. Because not a thing is, as we Nung said. Not a thing is. There are no things. Things are an illusion of a mind that objectifies via concepts. Take away the concepts, no objects, no world, no self. But pure bliss, pure grace, pure awareness, your supreme power and self-knowledge. But all experienced by the one without a second. All known without being known. And so we are already that. The act of meditation is often said to be an act of surrender, very radical surrender. But what do we surrender? We surrender the false idea that there is anyone to surrender anything to anyone. When that has been surrendered, there's liberation. since there's nothing to do and there is no doer. Because the bliss is already here behind the illusion of the mind. All that is required is to be still and pay attention 
and recognize who you are already now at this moment.